Hello everyone and welcome to Avantika Designering Series or ADS as we like to call it. Every week on Wednesday we feature design and technology leaders who share their professional journey, their thoughts on their domain of work and designering where the world of design and engineering meet. Make sure you follow us on social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter. And with that, let's continue with your show. With the constantly fluctuating industrial and economic trends, having a consistent brand experience can ensure an array of loyal customers. But in addition to seamless and immersive experiences, customer recall also relies on the emotional connections between a brand and its consumers. It can help with improving the overall brand image and also with gaining the confidence of the customers. So how can designers create a brand strategy that can keep up with the fluctuating market? To know more about this theme, in this episode, we interact with Ayan Pal, Chief Creative Officer and Creative Director at Deloitte Digital. With over two decades of experience in the design industry, he holds expertise in art direction, digital marketing, graphic designing, corporate branding, and much more. And that's why on our journey of discovering designering, we talk to him about design, certainty in uncertainty. Hello, Ayan. Welcome to Avantika Designering Podcast Series. It's an honor and pleasure to host you on our show today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Great. So, Ayan, let's start with an icebreaker question. Designers should keep an open mind and stay up to date on industry trends. While keeping an open mind, it is necessary to learn about the trend. The question that I have for you there is how does a designer ensure that information is thought, dissected and relayed as effectively as possible across teams, sectors and products? Yeah, so what I, what I would say is like, as, as we know, we know the statistics, right? Like some 97 or 98% of the things that we absorb is visual, you know. And uh, thankfully, a designer's job is a very visual piece where, of course, it feeds the mind uh, through the whole visual medium. So apart from keeping the mind open, I would say is like keep your eyes open uh, because uh, and uh, we, are, we are always looking for something, you know, something specific. And we always miss the smaller things which can make us a better designer. So uh, don't just look for references, look for interesting things, uh, look for things that will challenge you. Uh, and uh, uh, of course, do some reading, which I think uh, I can personally uh, say that that's something that I did not do initially in my life or my career. But then reading up uh, does uh, help uh, one to open uh, one's mind and uh, also what is most important for a designer is relevance you know so design as as we know is, is just uh, solving a problem right so and it has to be a relevant solution so uh, we, we have to keep relevance in mind and we have to uh, make the difference between design and art uh, and uh, apply our uh, sensibility and uh, our skills and our talent towards a certain problem uh, with all that we've read because that that 
more comes subconsciously because you cannot uh, consciously bring out something and apply it somewhere so that's how i would say is like keep your eyes open uh, keep your ears open listen more and say less and uh, understand the situation uh, rather than jumping onto it uh, and uh, providing a solution wow i am that quite a few bunch of interesting advice and i'm sure our listeners are going to uh, learn a lot from it and i'm sure they'll also benefit when they go out and apply this so while we uh, did the ice breaker let's move to talking about your journey with over two decades of experience in the design industry having collaborated with some of the world's most iconic brands you have held senior positions over the years can you take us through your professional journey and can you tell us whether it 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 was as simple as it looks on your uh, linkedin profile or your resume or was uh, the journey a challenging one sure sure it 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 was uh, surely not as easy as it looks on the cv <laughs> and um, like i have i have seen uh, more downs and ups and and that's where uh, your uh, grit and passion for design is tested and uh, i i feel my uh, career to me is uh, quite a learning um, and and uh, there are a lot of mistakes i have made and i would love for uh, today's designers to learn from that rather than reliving the same mistake so uh, of course uh, i only knew two things that i could do well uh, one is play cricket and the other one is design uh, i come from a design family is like my dad is a painter and he was in advertising so uh, everybody except me uh, thought that i would be a designer uh i started believing that once i failed at uh, cricket so then the next best thing that i could do was design that's where i jumped in and uh, one of the uh, if you could say a problem area or uh, one of my strengths is when i jump in i jump in deep and i jump in with everything so uh, i got into college of art in uh, delhi and uh, that's the only time my uh, father weighed in as to what i should study with so i studied with painting uh, and there was a lot of emphasis on understanding drawing and uh, compositions and uh, and types of painters uh, and uh, after that i had vouched that i will not get into advertising uh, so i got into uh, uh, i would say 2d 3d animation and virtual walk through so uh i was a part of the team that created india's first virtual walk through which was of the taj mahal i stayed at the taj mahal for 15 days continuously and uh, then uh, we did a virtual walk through of goa churches and uh, a lot of other monuments in india uh, but uh, then uh, 9/11 happened you know and uh, that is the time i was working with uh, a company called metrolite it's a production company in hollywood and uh, i was selected as one of the six who would go to hollywood and uh, train uh, for uh, creating a production team in india which was uh, dragon heart 2 which never got made uh, and i was uh, on cloud 9 but then uh, 9/11 happened and uh, the whole it bubble if i could the dot com bubble burst and then it was more of running helter skelter and uh, that was a time when uh, of course uh, luckily i did not get a job anywhere else i tried jobs at call centers and everything 
but but then i didn't get it but but then uh, i landed up with uh, what is called digitas now uh, it was called solution integrated marketing it's a company of uh, publicity and uh, they used to handle um, direct marketing for 70% of indian it clients so it was still direct marketing and not advertising and i was still sticking to my guns and uh, then uh, of course um, I, i feel at, at least for me uh, if i could work with ogilvy uh, that was a dream right and uh, a call came one day uh, saying that there there is a position available why why don't you come and talk to us and uh, i still remember it was a friday i went and spoke to them and they asked me to join on a monday and uh, i joined ogilvy in 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 two days and it was like a dream come true and the rest of the two and a half years that i spent at ogilvy was more of an institution uh, and uh, it 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 was a uh, time when i actually learned a lot how to brainstorm how to ladder an idea how to craft your design uh and there were these stalwarts like uh, emmanuel uputru and all these people who like uh, won multiple awards for one show and cans and everything so you just sit and watch them work and you learn by yourself and at the same time i got uh, to work on iconic brands like uh, say uh, chevrolet i was the one who uh, launched chevrolet in india and then uh, shivas uh, and uh, parts of limca and uh, so advertising happened you know and and uh, the biggest smile was on my wife's face because she always told me that uh, you are uh, meant for advertising but and i lived in denial but but then uh, ogilvy happened and then after ogilvy then i was called over uh, to rediffusion dynr so i had earned some name in uh, pure art direction in the industry in two and a half three years and uh, bacardi was coming up with a campaign so i just joined rediffusion dynr for exactly 10 months because once the campaign was out uh, i was uh, then on to contract advertising which is a sister concern of uh, jwt where i had a bunch of friends so they were just waiting for the campaign to get over at rediffusion and i joined contract and uh, contract was a long run uh, i i would say fair and it was an amazing journey where uh i launched spice jet in india and i worked very closely with uh british high commission uh we created one of uh, india's biggest uh murals which was 648 feet by 6 feet which was on climate change and uh then i worked on niit like for the 5 years that i was on contract every design and creatives uh, of niit and gniit uh went from my desk and i also launched niit university uh but but then uh, you know in advertising we generally see people uh, nearing 40 and above 40 they generally disappear and a lot of them you you can't find them so i was living in that insecurity of uh, i'm i'm just 4 5 years away from 40 and where where do i land and uh, that's when um, i i took my leap and uh, leo burnett from east africa called saying that why don't you come and build the team so i left for uh, kenya for a year and uh, i i started building the team for around 4 5 people and in one year due to personal reasons i had to come back but then uh, during that time we had we won over samsung and l'oreal got realigned and uh, we also uh, launched uh, an airline in uh, uh, eastern uh, uh, africa 
and uh, so then uh, uh, where I work, which Deloitte, Deloitte happened, and uh, they said we are looking to set up a design studio, and uh, it would be a mix of engineering and design, and it was a new space. Uh, and uh, very frankly, even now, when my boss and me we talk, we say that we never had a plan, but then we started with eight people. Uh, and uh, zero revenue uh, now we have uh, 100 plus million of revenue and more than a thousand people uh, in the last eight and a half years uh, so it's been an amazing journey and i i feel blessed because i've just stuck to design uh, come what may and uh, i i think 911 made me do that where i knew that this is what i could do well and let's keep doing this well and uh, here i am uh, still growing the team and looking at different spaces. Excellent. That's an incredible journey, Ayan. Um, so many interesting experiences, organizations and brands that you've had an opportunity to work with. In fact, you know, your experience brings me to my next question, where creating a team of designers is a long process that does not happen overnight, of course. You have been successful in building an effective team of designers, but you must consistently win customers' trust when building a team as well. The question that I have for you there is what were some of the challenges you faced in building a team while also gaining clients' confidence to keep it busy? Okay, so... so uh... From my like my my if you look at my career, I can pretty much split it into two parts. One is the designer with a lot of ego in the beginning, uh, and what I realized is that I was losing a lot. I was closing myself, but then uh, thrown into consulting, it was a totally different ball game. And what I would say is like I uh, the the challenge I faced was to bring down the ego of the designer. And to make them understand that you are solving a problem. To be able to solve a problem, you need to listen to people. And uh, biggest thing designers, uh, I would say, fail to do is take feedback in the right way. You know, and what comes in the way is, of course, ego. So, so that's one of the challenges. Two is uh, treating the client like a third party. You know, it, you you can't uh, design and take it to the client and wait for his approval and then come and do the work again. So, what we managed to do is we made the client a part of the whole process, right? So, not that they designed, but they were their problems were heard very minutely, and uh, every design that we shared. Uh, it was again relevant to their problems so we spoke through the whole thing saying these were your problems and this is how we solved it and uh, these are the ramifications of it and even taking it to the level of what would be the impact of it you know so once the client becomes a part of the whole process and gets to see the design at every stage then it becomes a much easier journey and uh, he he also feels responsible and contributes constructively so there has to be some uh, training or some uh, inclusion that you have to do with the client to be able to reach that so we've been able to do that and uh, those are one of our rule settings when we start off a project uh, is that the equation with the client is one of the team we are inclusive rather than making them an approval uh, post or uh, somebody who from outside just passes a comment. Wow, interesting and well said, uh, Ayan. In fact, uh, you know, building a, 
a team which can go out and deliver consistently is definitely a challenge and i think one of the biggest role of any leader is to uh, keep recruiting great team members and uh, extracting great work from it so i'm i'm sure that uh, that would have been an uh, incredible amount of uh, work along with the team and while we've been speaking about your journey there's so much interesting uh, stuff that you've been sharing about the world of design that you come from visual communication so let's start a certain conversation around that visual communication is a perfect integration of form and function as 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 we all know it lies at heart of generating interest and builds an emotional connect with customers so the question that i have for you there uh, ayan is how can designers utilize the power of imagination emotion and intelligence to cement customer recall and loyalty yeah so there is one word for it that's empathy you know and and that uh, it's it's a uh, it's just like a, a simple word like the word simple but it is very tough to practice you know to to get into the customer shoes and to understand and uh, that's that's why we create personas in the whole design process uh, and we try so a persona is uh, a collection of uh, it's a fictitious character but a collection of data of similar people and uh, a persona is a lighthouse for keeping your design true so you keep on uh, bouncing it off the persona saying that if it's going to uh, actually appeal to that person or if it's going to solve the problem uh, of that person in in those shoes so i i think empathy is what helps us do that and uh, as a designer we cannot operate without empathy again getting back to the relevance part of it right we it, this is not art right we we just don't make designs for the sake of design uh, designs solve problems it's a plan to solve a problem connecting to the user is the most important thing to solve the problem rather than just coming out with a solution so uh, open your mind again listen more uh, and if you listen hard enough and you listen beyond what uh the person is saying and can imagine what that person goes through i think that to the highest extent and then that's what i have been uh doing and uh, also in in person what i have started doing is like also when somebody says something also uh read the body language of that person so he might be using a word because you know language has its own limitations but his expressions and his body language would add to that language to uh i i would say add more context to what he or she is saying so that you can solve his or her problem and keep sharing it with that person you know it it's not that i go away and design and bring it and it's done you you have to keep him as a part of it use yourself as a tool to solve that person's problem hey did you know deloitte digital was named the winner of the forester wave award 2021 an evaluation of the leading brands in the commercial services industry the study demonstrates how each company assists infrastructure and operations experts in selecting the best one for their clients requirements brilliant and well said in fact 
as we all know, empathy is right at the center, at the heart of uh, the word design itself. And um, uh, and 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 the better the understanding, uh, and and the better the empathy with the customer, I think it leads to actually creating the best products for them, leading to loyalty. Beautifully, um, uh, you know, uh, be- beautifully mentioned by you, Ayan. And while talking about visual communication, it's not just about the visual expression. It also includes uh, research, analysis, idea, effort, practical skills, and many other aspects leading to a needed outcome. The process gets even deeper when we have to create a consistent brand experience. The question that I have for you next, Diane, is how can designers have a systematic design approach that will help them to achieve creative development? Okay, so so you you mentioned the word brand, you know, and and uh, whenever we hear brand, we think it's uh, something like one of these big brands uh, who does X Y Z and uh, who has these types of uh, advertising and everything. And uh, to simplify it. Uh, I, I think you should treat a brand like a personality, right? So both ways it works. A person has a branding and a brand has a personality. So to stay consistent to a brand, I think you should understand it as a person saying that uh, maybe this brand speaks in first person. Uh, this brand only uh, speaks in uh, short phrases. This brand uh, wears this type of color. This brand connects to this type of people, right? So, it, if you if you draw all these out, you'll suddenly start seeing a person who has a cer- certain uh, who has certain traits and likes and dislikes and wants to talk in certain ways. So, as soon as you do that, you immediately, or rather, I would say, it's easier to connect to that personality, and then it becomes easier to stay consistent. Uh, with it. Wow, absolutely well said, Ayan. In fact, uh, when we talk about brand, I, I, I think, in fact, you know, when we talk about defining a brand, we're talking about an idea around which everything centrally evolves, all all sorts of aspects, whether it's it's the design, it's, it's a, a promotional campaign, everything revolves around that idea. And that for uh, for me is is definitely a brand. You know, while we while we talk about this subject in an increasingly competitive marketplace, brands need to build and manage their brand equity and keep their consumers loyal. It also relates to brands' overall image and what consumers associate with that image as well. What I wish to know from you is how can brands tailor their brand strategy? to strengthen brand equity in line with fluctuating economic trends. And especially we've seen this in the recent past with the malls uh, being closed for quite some time with a lot of offline brands which provided customer experience at, at, at their uh, point of sale are completely missing out. So how, how can you know uh, brands tailor their strategy uh, to strengthen the equity? I, I think again the listening part has to has to come in where uh, brand has to listen more uh, minutely to the uh, customers and also stay continuously connected because in today's world it is a two-way lane you know, it's not that I'm advertising and you're seeing it and in a few months you will go and buy it you, you can do it immediately. Right, so say a simple thing like now what is possible is say I'm watching television 
and uh, technology is available where uh, say there is a bmw ad on the television and that is nowadays taken as an opportunity where the person looks down at his phone and we have intelligence enough where i can push a competitor's ad on your phone that time right so you have to look at those pieces and you have to look at those opportunities when you talk to your people when you connect uh, make sure that you do not over connect or overcrowd somebody's space so that somebody uh, actually grows a blind eye for you and just overlooks so uh, listen hard and also be nimble on your feet you know a lot of uh, i have seen in my life they create a strategy for a year right uh i don't think that works uh brand strategy should be more broken up into months if not weeks because uh the market is so volatile and everybody's liking like if you see design trends earlier it used to last maybe 2 years 3 years then it became shortened and it was more 15 months now if you see design trends and design systems change every 4 5 months so similarly the lifespan has uh, shortened so brand strategy also has to be short and more nimble uh, to be able to cater to uh, the consumer and be able to connect with them absolutely well said um, and completely uh, relate to that in fact while talking about brand one of the uh, in things uh, these days ayan uh, which most of the brands are talking about is the responsibility for a more sustainable planet in fact it should not lie on shoulders of consumers only brands and companies should be a part of the equation by offering truly ethical products and services as well this is a great opportunity for brands to use their voice to support and encourage diversity as well the question that i have for you next ayan is how can designers bridge the gap between brands and the society they belong to its laws and its living beings too i think uh, apart from brands and uh, consumers uh, uh, it, this this is a huge opportunity for designers you know because we are always as designers we start with like changing the logo uh, if allowed to do that but uh, it's a huge opportunity for designers to think in in that space and uh, i i have been seeing recently that a lot of brands are actually uh, thinking of it and implementing it like a lot of people do a lot of lip service right but i am seeing some implementation happening like simple thing like uh, which are detergent bottles made of recycled uh, material right and then uh, toothbrush is one of uh, the biggest problems of the world right but uh, then some brands have, are coming up with toothbrushes where you can actually just change the bristle right so that actually cuts down uh, uh, effect on the environment like by 9 9/10 so what is to do earlier so it it's a huge space for designers and a huge opportunity and 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 my eyes light up when we we see something like that or say the type of cars that are coming uh, which, which which are more eco friendly and stuff so i think for designers is a huge opportunity we should just jump in and we should look at opportunities and at times maybe cre- create uh, that 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 white space you know where uh, there's a lot of uh, furniture that is coming which is made out of recycled paper and uh, there are benches that are made out of tetra packs which are compressed tetra packs so we'll have to look at it and ideas should come from us rather than somebody giving us a brief 
because uh, believe it or not designers look at the world very differently and we should put it to use wow absolutely well said and very relevant examples out uh, there i am um, i think some of these have been perennial problems and um, uh, yeah we've seen uh, brands we've seen uh, design heads uh, we've seen uh, leadership actually working towards um, uh, some of these products and actually uh, solving uh, these perennial problems you know while talking about brands one of the other interesting elements these days within brands ayan is the use of animations uh they are perfect way to communicate feelings like static dynamism and hyperdynamism as well in fact the combination of these feelings can generate a masterpiece that breathes with innovation the question that i have for you is what are some of the emerging innovations and advancements in the animation industry that is shaping uh itself up sure so uh like i i think and, and uh, we we've tried it many a times and it's worked uh i think we are like that reindeer that keeps on staring at the the headlights of a car uh when we look at anything that is moving or anything that you add some music to it it adds more value to it so uh we we uh, earlier we had this 2d animation and then we had uh films which were short and then we had uh, ar vr which now we call as mixed reality all living in their own space you know but now interestingly uh, all of these are coming together and and the boundaries are being lifted and uh, you can uh, actually experience ar vr without uh, the headset so that space is very uh rich i would say uh because what has always remained uh is that our as human beings uh we being able to connect to a story rather if if i give you a data it is tougher to remember or uh retain rather than if i give it to you in the form of a story so storytelling has become a very strong medium and all these uh i i would say spaces for uh expressing the story be it animation be it uh, shooting a film be it uh, ar vr uh, all of them are lending themselves where they are actually blending into uh, an immersive space is what we call it you know immersive space where the boundaries uh, are very blur and they keep flowing into each other uh which uh, entertains uh, people because you know now we've been bombarded with so much marketing that we are very uh, seldom uh, the whole wow thing is very seldom that we see in ourselves you know but then this is what keeps us engaged and also what is important is the timing since our uh, say patience levels have gone down like 3 to 4 seconds if an app does not load uh, you would shut that app so our patience level have really taken a hit due to the whole digital transformation so how fast can you give a, a message or how fast can you say a story uh, in a very interesting way through these mediums while uh, capturing the whole interest level is is the challenge because what we've seen is like rather than writing a mail which is like 3 4 scrolls uh you send a small film with the message and that has a way more recall value than uh, an email or anything so i think this is a very rich space and uh, we are also as a team uh, 
diving in really deep and seeing how we can uh, use it to uh, our best effect hey did you know digibank a deloitte digital enable platform that enables behavioral banking products and features by adopting an event based real time architecture driven by finacts next generation cloud based core platform and a thriving fintech ecosystem it leads to providing a well deserved modern banking experience to the customers interesting uh that's a that's a very interesting take and understanding of animation i think as a as a space i think it's a very relevant tool uh, which has been used which has been explored by multiple brands out there in terms of how do they go out there and create the impact and while talking about animation one of the things that i also want to touch upon uh, ayan is the entire aspect of technology in today's world technological advancements in different areas like artificial intelligence automation and many others are changing the way we experience things they are grabbing the spotlight across many industries from data entry to manufacturing to city planning and we can continue that the question that i have for you is what are the opportunities and challenges visual designers will face in the era of automation and simplification i i think you know uh, earlier uh, it was very tough to make a designer and an engineer sit on the same table and have mutual respect but but then thankfully we've got over that space because now engineers and designers are working together and uh, even if you look at our education system uh we have opened them up and exposed them a lot to engineering so uh as a team if i could talk from my personal experience i have seen a lot of value add where both teams understand each other and they come to a table as one team because engineering cannot do without design and design cannot do without engineering because they have to work together as a team and say example different people of different crafts are get getting into very different type of industry so if you uh, seen the uh, nike uh, pump shoe right that shoe actually was designed by an architect so he's used his architectural knowledge into designing a shoe so i i would say there is no limit or horizon for visual designers just again keep your eyes open keep your mind open and just don't think of the skill uh, when we talk about designers we always uh, try and tie them down to say that somebody is a visual designer somebody is a user experience designer somebody is an interactive designer somebody is a film designer i think as designers our minds go wild we just uh, try and express it in a certain medium so it it just needs to change medium is what i would say to keep yourself open keep your mind open uh, expose yourself to a lot of things feel challenged if you are feeling uh, insecure that is the biggest strength that a designer has right i keep saying that two designers cannot be best friends because the day you stop uh, thinking and growing is the beginning of the death of a designer so stay insecure but not as a negative piece but so that you can open yourself more and uh, learn more things and don't uh i would say curb yourself in in the form of any medium uh your brain is your asset 
your visual um, uh, capturing piece is your asset so use them and uh, the expression can be uh, in any medium and you can always collaborate with somebody to do that wow absolutely well said um and and in fact it perfectly brings us to the end of this conversation to my last question which is at avantika university we've coined the term designering which is a unique blend of designing and engineering the question that i have for you there is do you think these concepts can converge and meet on the same line though you already mentioned that in your previous uh, uh, answer but but what do you think about this this philosophy as such yeah i i i think that is already existing because if you if you look at uh, full stack designers you know so they they start from uh, user experience to the visual design to interacting and then they code it and then uh, they release it so that's the way to go uh, but then uh, where it restricts us is in, in different environments because of scale uh, we we are not able to do that because then it becomes a bottleneck but then uh, that that's design design engineering is the right phrase to the space that we are in now so uh, it's very important for the designer to understand what uh, technology or platform his design is going to get implemented on so that he designs accordingly whereas the engineer should understand the design space to say that this is what i need to design and build this accordingly so design you know earlier it was more skin deep like put some colors put some fonts some line background some uh, little animation after you click the submit button and is done but but then that's that's not uh, how how design is implemented now like design is say something like a form which has some 150 fields and what we did is like we understood the problem and we said that there's this guy uh, who actually uh, fills some 20 of these forms and just think of his plight where 60% of the form he just has to write not act- applicable so how do we design it so we designed it in a way where you just fill three fields three fields are all that comes and according to the three field the rest of the form is generated which all of it you have to fill so that guy knows that i don't have to go through 150 fields i have to go through maybe 20 or 30 fields and my engagement is higher so a, a, a designer and an engineer together thinks about this problem solving right and and then implements it accordingly so would you call it designed by a designer or would you call it designed by an engineer or an engineering by a designer so it's technically design engineering that is in play now wow thank you so much for the validation ayan and that that example and that thought process thank you so much for joining us for this conversation it was a lovely interacting with you and i'm sure our our listeners will have a lot of take home from from this conversation thank you so much again for doing this thank you so much for having me doit welcome back to our new segment where we are hosting a design startup studio every month and this month we are hosting embed designs each startup is building a solution for another startup's problem the question that i have for you there is what are the typical challenges you see with your customers while defining user experiences and how do you strategically address them thank you so much for hosting us today and asking that question 
we have had an opportunity to work with some of our clients in the recent past who wanted us to reimagine the experience for a particular audience and while in the process we realized that there is so much we can do to increase the inclusivity of people like elders and specially abled who are usually left apart from the world of ui now we realized that the major challenge lies in defining the needs of customers and aligning them with the product and ultimately the business goals where the uh, where where most of the emphasis lies right uh, to give you an example we recently have worked on edtech domain uh, where the end user were above the age group of 60 and while researching we realized that there were so many things which we tend to ignore Uh, while working on a product but might play a crucial role in the end users decision making and uh, in this case we had to reimagine the experience uh, for for the users by designing the entire application which has better colors uh, you know that can promote good contrast ratio uh, a better readability and giving them freedom of choice uh, to choose their font font size uh, how can we have the entire information accessible in less number of clicks and how can we reduce the text fields to generate data from the users and make it entirely uh, gesture based because in order to reduce the number of uh, times the keyboard pops up on your screen and you know to to actually you know input the data uh, by looking at one key at a time that is a time taking process and ultimately uh, f- you know makes them feel that okay you know that is something which is uh, setting them apart from the uh, uh, other users and uh, all of these things what we have seen over there uh, helped us uh, ultimately make them feel connected and have a great experiences using the application for a longer time wow arnav that's really interesting in fact would you like to share some of the work that you have executed for your clients till date sure we have recently worked for a singapore based client Uh, who wanted us to work on a mobile application where people can actually buy and trade shares in world class resources and uh, they wanted to create a marketplace for resources and allow trainers and owners uh, to use this application for trading shares in in their horses now to us the idea seemed pretty different to be implemented on a mobile application and how actually the fact that they converted horses into a company right made us realize and uh, reimagine the way we use our stock applications uh, today right in order to invest in a particular company and buy the shares at at some place so now uh, in fact even even for that matter uh, while doing the category benchmarking we had to consider all of these applications to understand the process and ultimately aligning them with how uh, the marketplace works in 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 case of resources right and uh, along with that um, there was another project where uh, we had to uh, you know work on an application for farmers uh, where has to deal with selling and uh, so uh, where has to deal with buying and selling of livestock right so again over there uh, it was more in terms of the e-commerce of livestock and how farmers can actually see uh, you know the information about various kind of livestock the age the uh, the way they look the way uh they have been in the past and uh, how far they are from from their location so that if if in case they want they can actually even go and see them uh in 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 reality and uh, uh how can these things make a huge impact in the decision making and i think in most of the cases it is very obvious that 
um you know uh, these businesses and change makers might have a good idea but you know that's where we come to the picture where you need to implement them right so how can you make those ideas industry ready how can you you make those ideas uh, sellable and what is that you need uh, to understand from your customers as well so that ultimately you can have a good selling point for your product and i think that is where we realize in both the cases uh, how uh, we have added the value and that was a good learning experience for us as well wow thank you so much arnab for sharing your viewpoint and we look forward to more interactions with you in our coming episodes stay tuned Hey there we hope you enjoyed our show do write to us on ads@avantika.edu.in we look forward to your opinions feedbacks and suggestions of speakers you would like us to host on this show do tune in our channel next week on wednesday for a new story on hub hopper or wherever you get your podcast from follow us on facebook instagram linkedin and twitter